It's uh, hockey for sissies, bro. Oh, oh, That's all for the freak sissies. it is. They oh, are. Oh, no, sorry. Oh, oopsie. Uh, Don't step on some toes. Yeah. <laughs> we got the Catholics and all the other people coming after us now. Tune is, in next tune week yeah. when we take on KJV. Things are things are crazy. Things get, get bad. The world is all uh, uh, trouble. Yeah, so I think that's, that's probably a good uh, encouraging bit there. But what they don't understand is that they there's so much brainwashing that has happened take a couple of scriptures, not even connected, and then he would tell stories, anecdotes, that sort of thing, and, and basically scare people, beat them into submission through fear. It's a very um, sensitive area because I was subject to a, a lot of that and a lot of what mm. people thought was good. Corrupt, crazy cult mindsets. Mm -hmm. What's the discussion you're having with somebody that says you're not even right with God? Welcome to another episode of Charting Life. And so I think we maybe can kind of, uh, we kind of covered a lot of our uh, childhood and some of the uh, things that we, there's, there's a lot more to explore and, and talk about it. And I think what you even mentioned, like on the first episode, like you don't, you know, you're, you're thankful for the people who was able to pour into you and, and it, the benefits, yeah, that, what sure. benefits you gained out of it. It's not necessarily all good or bad, but there are some things that are pretty much all bad. Uh, yeah. So the things that, that are, the things that irritate me the most about some of these things, especially when you have teachers or people in authority uh, who's trying to teach or preach or declare that something is ultimately true or um, they're speaking on behalf of God, it, it's the sneaky things. Is it, it things that look right on the surface, but as you dig in, it is it's not right at all. Mm -hmm. um, I had a friend who once said, uh, "The thing about deception is it's so deceiving." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, but it's it, it makes sense though, right? You're like, oh, I'm not going to be, you know, mm -hmm. get, you're not going to get well, over on me. Work. Right. It takes work to deceive somebody, dude. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially yeah. how many hours have went into manipulating people. Oh, absolutely. Just, just in our two sects yeah. of uh, religion that we grew up in. Yeah. How many man hours were put <laughs> into manipulating the doctrine so we could just yeah, yeah live but, this crazy life under yeah. somebody? So and, and yours, I, I'll make a you know uh, disclaimer here though. So yours was definitely a lot more strict than mine. And within the Pentecostal or uh, church theologies, Pentecostal is kind of like, kind of under a holiness umbrella, if you will. They're, they're, they're kind of the family tree. We only go back like one one or two links. Circumvent yeah. the Holy yeah. Spirit is our, that's where the right. division really lies. Yeah, I think so. But yeah, but but with that, because I, I didn't grow up like in a holiness Pentecostal, there was a lot more freedom. There was still definitely a lot of restrictions. Um, but there, there was a lot more freedom. Right. And again, I think the biggest problem is when people teach us doctrines of men, the commandments of God. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and it's a good point. Yeah. Most people will probably decline that, but, or say that's not the case. But for me, the simple solution is just examine what you're, especially for, if anyone is a, a teacher or a preacher or you're connected to a pastor or something, just consider this. What is it that you're teaching? And just be honest. Yeah. Just be honest. Sure. If it's a conclusion or if it is um, clearly in Scripture. And if it's clearly in Scripture, go ahead and, and, and show why you think that's the case. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that human can, humans can be without error. But you know, if I'm going to have an error, I'd rather, uh, especially in teaching, I'd rather say, you know, I'm putting two and two together here. And I think it's very solid. Uh, as opposed to this is clear in Scripture. You know, so... Um, uh, kind of going back to the Duggars a little right, bit. Yeah. When it comes down to that, man, all this is about is about people's vision for a greater world 
yeah. and knowing a God that they, you know, presumably know, mm-hmm. and they want that for everyone else. They right. want that feeling to be resounded in you. Mm-hmm. And it comes from a pure place, but, oh, yeah. but what doesn't really get acknowledged is the fact of all these people that grow up in this environment that didn't just come out from off the street and don't know nothing about it. It's getting the raw, you know, real facts about it. Jesus loves you. He cared for you. You ain't heard of this man. He died for you. Then you come into that. But the problem with our world is like you have to accept not only the message of salvation, but my personal business claims of this whole church. Exactly. Every time. Right. So, yeah, it just gets misconstrued, Mm -hmm. like back to your point about the uh, teaching of man's doctrines, you know, when it should be God's. Uh, laws or ordinances right. being passed out and tried to understand, being trying, I'm not saying that right, yeah. trying to be understood. Right. And it's not, it's trying to be translated yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it's it's a lot easier to do that. We we kind of make justifications for ourselves yeah. when we do that. And, and again, it's you know, well-meaning, but it definitely goes off the rails and on the surface, it, it looks fine. And one of the things that I've kind of discovered in life and just in society and culture and everything it's not, while certain teachings are very dangerous um, and very wrong yeah. um, and harmful, even. I'd agree. But one of the things that's even more damaging than that is an entire worldview. Mm. There's, uh, yeah. So the um, so with the Duggars again, one of the things is um, uh, I say the, the Duggars, uh, but the IBLP Institute yeah. for Biblical Life Principles Titular. is yeah. what it is. Yeah. So part of their their thing is the worldview that they grow up in. There's like I forget all of them, but there's like seven principles yeah. that are for you know, that you're supposed to have in life, and they're and on the surface they don't sound bad. They're like, okay, we should sure. have service, we should have gratitude, we should take ownership for you know if we if we fail, you right. know, you know, but but they would take it you know really intense. And one of the worldview things they would talk about is authority mm. that you need to be under uh, under somebody's authority. And again, I know some people, especially as Americans, are like, nope, let's yep. go spill some tea in the harbor, you yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but but the idea of having some some type of authority that you're submitting to something, you know, there's it, in itself is not technically wrong. But the real question is, what are you submitting? Who are you submitting to? Why are you submitting? So I mean, as Christians, we say that you know we are to submit to Christ, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and, and so that's part of uh, being a Christian. You're trusting in Jesus. Right. Um, you know, we're submitting our life to Him. We're going to follow Him with what He says. But the IBLP, they would add extra things in there, which again, at least from the, I guess you would say, more conservative side of views, not just politically, but like religiously as well. You know, the idea of the family, you have the husband and the wife and the kids, and there's kind of that, that order there. Um, they would say, okay, well, that generally speaking, you know, people take one quick glance, all right, that, that's fine. But they have this, again, this umbrella of authority. You step out from under the umbrella, and that's when all the bad things happen to you, or you're opened up to all the bad things. Right. And so they're no old- longer. Is it? So let's draw some context here. Yeah. So basically, they use the scripture out of Psalms that, that talks about a mother hen oh, covering right, yeah. her uh, chicks. Was that, that might be in I know Jesus talks about that as well. Um, Jerusalem, you know, uh, he's talking about Jerusalem and woes to the scribes and the Pharisees, how long to, to gather you together yeah. as a mother clan, mother hand, yeah. But it's basically setting a, a precedence for protection within his clan. Right. And that's that's what people are doing in a corrupt manner. Right. They're saying, fall under my authority, 
you'll have my umbrella protection when realistically it was never theirs to give in the first place. It was yeah. supposed to be God's authority. But yeah, right. Depict, depict some of the classic umbrella scheme. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny. I've, I've seen, and I don't know if it's just I have a heightened uh, attention to it or not, but uh, after seeing the, the documentary, The Shiny Happy People, but I've seen this image pop up a few times, mm-hmm. and some people it's just instantly like, oh yeah, that, that's that's it. You know, again, you take one glance, yeah. and from a thirty thousand foot view, yeah, that's fair enough. You know, right. you got about got it right. But the umbrella it goes it goes from biggest to smallest, like an upside down pyramid. Um, and so you have Christ, uh, and then under that you have a smaller umbrella that says husband. Their job is to protect the family, to lead the family, to provide for the family. Under the husband, you have a smaller umbrella. For, of her wife, she's supposed to comfort, teach, and nurture. And under children, which is the smallest uh, umbrella all under this uh, nesting doll of stuff, is to love their parents and obey their parents. So the children have basically, you know, no no responsibility for um, nothing. And, and you say fair enough, but within a family, you know, kids, you know, so uh, again, 30,000 foot view. Yeah. It doesn't look too terribly off. Right. But as you get into it, the, again, the, the idea of husbands and wives you know, the, the idea that, that women are supposed to be like this lower subservient thing to the husband, whatever the husband wishes. And, you know, some people might say I'm making, you know, a caricature of it, but but really that's kind of what it plays out to be and, and under this type of view. And so, you know, helping each other, like, you know, as a wedding, you know, or marriage, it's a partnership. Sure. You know, last time we talked about relationships and, but, you know, that that's, again, you know, we, we're a partnership, we, we help each other and, um, you know, so there definitely is, is something good there. And people, again, taking scripture and took it, taking it in a single verse or a single paragraph, they say, you know, women are supposed to submit. Why well, not women? Sorry. So there's one clarification I want to say. Some people will take it and say women are to be to be submissive to men. That's not what the text says. Right. It says wives submit to your husband in all things. In uh, a marriage. In a marriage. Yeah. But the verse before that, that precedes all of that, is submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that, that you see, okay, so, and people will also stop there, especially those who would say, take the more uh, modern feminist approach. They see right there, the Bible's misogynistic, tells women to submit to men and to do all this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's only like two sentences worth, but, right. um, but it's supposed to do all this stuff and, and, and kind of like snowball some of this stuff out. But then it's very convenient and easy not to read the next couple of sentences. Husband, lo- love your wives as Christ loves the church. Mm-hmm. Now the women only get, I think it's either two or three verses, the men get a few more verses, mm-hmm. and the idea, even ultimately, is that Christ gave him, himself up, his life up for the church, and for us, you know, as, you know, as believers. And so husbands, love your wives the same way. Marriage is an illustration of this. Right. And so, you know, I, none of us are the flash. We can't jump in front of a bullet, you know, but in the hypothetical situation, ultimately on a physical level, you know, as husbands, if we're, you know, following this, we should lay down our lives for our wives, you know, we are in, and, and now again, we're not jumping in front of a bullet because, you know, even if you're in that scenario, you're just not that fast, you know, and uh, anything else in life, how, how are you, you know, laying down your, your, your life, you know, for your wife, right. you know, so, so there is that, that much more holistic picture of it. Um, and, and so again, people take this idea of, you know, husbands, you know, of authority, some take it way to the extent that men mm. should be the king of their yeah. house and yeah. women, even if they're queens, they get to serve him. And then others would say that, well, just toss the whole thing out. And then there's kind of a, more of a, a middle ground one that's a lot more balanced that might say, you know, things like, um, you know, what is it? Uh, um, let's just pick decision making, right? Basically it's 50, 50 in a marriage, 
But if there's a major disagreement, you know, um, with many, I don't know how it was in your tradition growing up, but one of the things I've seen as examples is like, it's 50-50, you respect each other, you're joint, you know, in this job here as parents and, and as a, a family. But if there's a, uh, a major decision that needs to be made, you know, the basically the husband gets the veto. You know, it's kind of like a 50-50, but, or 49-51% sort of thing. Yeah. And I heard it was really interesting, it was a study coming out, there's a book, I don't think it's quite out yet, uh, Nancy Piercy, she's a really good uh, theologian, I like a lot of her stuff. Um, her book, it's called, uh, what is it, The Toxic War of Masculinity, is coming out. I, I watched an interview and she was saying that, you know, it's interesting that people who take more of that middle ground approach, like I was saying, um, how often do couples actually have to, you know, ha- how many times would the woman actually defer to the husband? And how many scenarios have you had that? Yeah. And they're like, most people who've been married 15, 20, 30 years, not once have they ever had to husband pulled the veto card. You know, when you have the, uh, I think it was um, uh, Protestant or evangelical men who are, or families in general, but who are uh, committed, uh, they made a distinction in the study uh, that it was committed Christians, not right, I, right. not a name only, go to church, whatever, you know. But they tend to be the most, um, I, I, you, you might say complementarian, but, but joint seeing women as equals and treating them well, not abusive, none of that, none of that stuff. And so, so that, that is a really good picture of some of that differences. Wow. But, um, and, and again, I, I want to, when the book comes out, I want to read it and kind of um, dig into it. I don't know if we'll make an episode on it or not, but but is it, I find that study very fascinating because when I hear some of these things about, well, men are the, you know, supposed to be kind of this authoritative like ruler in their house, I'm like, man, that doesn't, that just doesn't make sense to me. You know, my, my marriage with my wife is great. Yeah. You know, and, you know, we don't, we don't have to pull rank on each other or anything like that. <laughs> You know, I've never, I've never had sure. to do that with my wife. Yeah. And, um, so anyway, so that's kind of, you know, where we're coming from, at least where I'm coming from with that. Is that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I think I agree. Like, honestly, um, my relationship with my wife is mm-hmm. a lot different than my relationship or not. than I've seen the relationship between people, uh, around, if that makes sense, the people that are important, people that led I guess would be considered leaders in my mm-hmm. growing up life. Yeah. And yeah, our relationship to me, it surpasses even those because as much as I come from that dog minted mm-hmm. lifestyle of like, I'm the man you listen, yeah. what I say goes, <laughs> um, that's very much the way it is in that mm-hmm. movement. It's not even a joke. Like right. they literally have discussions about, whipping their women with belts so yeah that's uh, crazy yeah so when it comes down to this it's a very um sensitive area because i was subject to a a lot of that and a lot of what Mm. people thought was good corrupt crazy cult mindsets Mm -hmm. that were products of small-minded people that they were around right and then this is how you do, you you get into this, where it's a common belief, where there's multiple affected areas throughout the U.S. and even the world, yeah, with the same belief patterns. Kind of, a, it, well, it, it helps to like said, small minded and not asking questions. You're in an echo chamber, you know, where um, you know you're basically here, everyone yeah. is saying the same thing. Yeah. You you say you're, you're you know you say one thing and everyone's echoing it back to you, yeah. and 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 basically there's a confirmation bias. That too. is, you know, it's a you just yeah. So it's a. I hear the same thing. Everyone's saying this, so obviously it's true. Yeah, and I gotta be right. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so yeah, it seems like a lot of this stuff could easily be solved 
by just asking some genuine questions, not being, you, like, you don't have to be confrontational, but yeah, but, you know, so if, if somebody was, like, in your church growing up, right, or... I can or, give you an example right okay, now. Go ahead, go ahead. So literally, I talked to a person over the 4th of July that said that they uh, was asking too many questions of their, their pastor. Mm-hmm. The pastor literally told them, you're asking too many questions. So he was trying to get clarification on scriptures as we are mm-hmm. discussing right here. Um, wow. He was doing the same thing to the, the pastor. and was like, can you describe this to me? Why You're preaching this this way. Mm-hmm. Can you please tell me why? But you're you're same thing. You know, show me the receipts. Yeah. So where's the proof at? Right. Um, and yeah, he got pretty much ignored and told you asked too many questions. <sighs> Man, that, that breaks my heart. You know, absolutely, that, uh, absolutely, that, that, man. That's you know one of the things that you, you can kind of summarize. Um, well, let's put it this way: um, ancient philosophers, uh, part of their goal was trying to figure out what the world was made of. Right. Right. Know, what's the What's the primal substance? And they would talk about you know different elements: earth, wind, fire, that sort of water, that sort of. I don't, great band. I don't know if earth, yeah, earth, wind, fire, <laughs> water, and rain. Yeah. Uh, where, where's the Where's the rain? No, but uh, uh, is the rain down in Africa? It's a Tito. Yes. Tito. Yes. Tito. 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 Yeah, whatever it is. But, um... Wow. Was what was I saying? Oh, man. All right. I'm going to start singing badly. No, <laughs> dude, no, no. So, you're talking about, though. Yeah, yeah, that one thing. Oh, goodness. Yeah, I can't help you. <laughs> so, asking questions, right? All right, so, oh, right. Okay, I'm back on track now. All right, welcome back to Charting Life. Charting Life. We just charted it. <laughs> yeah, we just charted We're circling around. So anyways, the so the pre, like like the ancient philosophers, so one of the things they tried figuring beyond just what are the physical elements of the universe, but what are some of the immaterial things? And essentially it came down to goodness, truth, and beauty. And within scripture, it, it's not necessarily spelled out in those particular words. Um, but again, it, it in, in scripture, we see that and so Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, why, why do you call me good? No one is good but the Father. Um, and then, you know, you read all through the Psalms and uh, plenty of other uh, scriptures that talk about, uh, you know, the beauty of God. Um, and sometimes the, the fierceness. If you read Revelation 1, that's pretty, yeah. that's a pretty intense image. But basically, God is the ultimate source of goodness, truth, and beauty. Without going into all the, the you know, Plato's talk about forms and all, there's a, you know, all that stuff. But the, the idea is that... Um, God is the ultimate goodness, truth, and beauty. And so um, truth is kind of the thing I'm thinking about here, where you have the person asking questions. They're they're looking for the truth, mm-hmm. and they're being denied mm-hmm. access to it, uh, or at least in, in a way that they're looking for it. And hopefully whoever it's that is. it's not there. Yeah, and hopefully, but, yeah, hopefully whoever that is, that they're able to find you know some answers and able to you know get some research and all that um, yeah. to whatever their, their questions are. But, um, but yeah, I mean, just ask questions. Um, you know, even as a Christian, you know, I grew up in church, but you know, I, at this point, like my faith is my own. It's not just cause I grew up in church. That might've been where I started searching, you know, or, or you know, that, that, um, but ultimately I, I wanted truth. I want, I want to know truth. And like, I've, I've been asked before, like, what's your biggest fear? And, and it's not just, well, you know, spiders and snakes and heights and all that sort of stuff. It's, you know, my, probably my biggest, deepest fear is being wrong and being wrong about important things. At the end. Yeah, and well, yeah, especially yeah. Ultimately, when it comes to things like you know of what is truth and, and uh, you know religion and stuff, but but yeah, so I really don't want to be wrong, and that that stunts me in a few areas in life. Yeah. But the but still, that also drives me at the same time to search for truth 
and to follow it wherever it leads. Yeah. And you know, I'm confident. You know, I believe following the truth where it leads, it comes right back to Christ and um, and, and to God. And so that's um, yeah. So just searching so and asking in a way, questions. It should be on our shoulders. Yeah, it shouldn't be. Now there might be tough questions, and one of the the things I've learned, it is totally fair to say I don't know. It's, yeah, it that's, should be. Said. It's a good answer. Yeah. You know, uh, and, and so it's like, so this example with talking to the pastor, this is, you know, again, I'm, I'm not in that situation. I don't know what all went on and all the details, but it seems pretty cut and dry because it's, yeah. that's not the only story I've heard that's like that. Like I said, right. it breaks my heart and it's not the one, only one I've heard. But, you know, try to answer the questions. Sometimes they might be asking a ton of questions and you don't have time to, to, to break through all 400 questions. But, you know, say, hey, you know, especially let's say you get a question that you don't really know how to answer that like well you know what i maybe i've not put a lot of thought into it i have a quick answer but you know i want to do some research on this can we get together next week or in two weeks time we set a time in the future like, let's get together and let's actually we'll discuss i'll do some research on it do my due diligence and we'll come together and i'll try to give you the best answer and we can have that dialogue and that would help a lot of people if they were to take that approach mm-hmm. um and that means a lot too if for somebody who is um i could tell you how many people i've had conversations with where they're um you know, experiences with Christianity is something like either here's just a real quick reflex reaction or the same thing, like just, you know, buzz off, you know, yeah. uh, stop asking those questions. And so something like the humility yeah. to say, I don't know, right. is a big deal. And so that's, um, I mean, that, that is, that's ultimate in some of this type of thinking. And that kind of leads me to the last thought I want to go to and, and how it also links to the, uh, the Duggars and, and, um, there's kind of this popular idea and there's a phrase going around, which again, on the surface might seem okay, but as you get into it, it starts to get uh, troublesome, but there's this idea of deconstruction mm-hmm. where people are deconstructing their faith. And I, I, I know people personally who have gone or, or are going through, um, this, this process. And, um, I, I've, I've been, I've been looking into this a lot over the last couple of years. It's, I've seen it get pretty big. Um, a lot of people are doing it and I was like, well, I want to know what's this about, you know? Um, and, uh, so a lot of it is, you know, again, you take the image, like you're, you have everything built up, you know, in your life, your, your life is built on all these foundations or principles or rules. And so you're just taking it all apart. The problem is for the most part, people don't put it back together. Even if they get to some solve or answer for whatever, some of the questions they had, a lot of times they don't put it back together, but you know they, they just leave it. You know why? Go ahead. Because they've been lied to so many times. The reason why they're taking it apart in the first place is because it's not sustainable for their mm-hmm. life. It's not yeah. a truth. Right. And they figured that out somewhere. Yeah. There's a part in there that's yeah. holding this whole thing together that's not real. Mm-hmm. And so they dig into that and try right. to figure it out. Well, once you find something fake, it don't matter whatever mm-hmm. else other thing looks like to you it could also be fake right yeah and and there so and i would say definitely examine everything that you now realistically i mean it's like okay we're gonna take a weekend and examine all like you know all 30 40 50 years of your life and just take it all down that's not realistic but take your time and actually really work through it if if you're doing something similar but again i've seen a lot of people they just don't ever put it back together um and that that, that's hard that's heartbreaking to me um, but, um, and so I would say if anyone is thinking about that, like go, I would say, don't go for deconstruction. Don't even use that word. Um, not that the word itself is bad, but like, like that, that kind of becomes your North star at that point when you're like, okay, I'm deconstructing and I'm going to do the same thing that everyone else is doing, uh, which is kind of, 
you're, you're doing the same thing that you were doing before, where you're just kind of following everyone that was telling you what to do, but you're doing it in a different direction now, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but what uh, Ginger Duggar did in her book, uh, Becoming Free Indeed, I think, yeah, Becoming Free Indeed, she said she was disentangling, which is, I, you know, it's a lot better of an imagery. Um, and I think she, she kind of gave an analogy of if you have, you know, something in your hair, like gum stuck in your hair, and of course being a girl with longer hair and, you know, that's going to be much more uh, of a problem. But, uh, but yeah, so, so you're, you're, you're slowly getting these things out of your hair. It takes a long time, but you're, you're working it out so you can still ha- keep what is good, true and beautiful, mm. but you're not, and, and you can burn away all the extra stuff that, that, you know, cut it, cut the fat out, but it takes some time and effort to do that. And uh, that, that reminds me of the, the gum in the hair. <laughs> Just a quick little sidestep. You know those, uh, uh, it's like the white plastic um, fold-out tables? Yeah. They're the newer ones? Yeah. So uh, at, at least back in, I'll say circa 2005 or six, uh, they the stickers that they had on there were very sticky. And mm-hmm. uh, some kids at the school were, they were helping set something up. And so they had busted out the new tables and got the... Uh, um, the, one of the guys took the sticker off was trying to find a place to put it. I was passing them in the hallway. So one guy gently laid it on top of my head. The next one came and just like mushed it down on my hair. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. I'm trying to go to class. I guess I'm skipping class. And so I'm thinking, I'm also going to outsmart you guys. I'm going to go to the bathroom in the shower area and, and just wash my hair out. That turned it to glue. Basically, and now I had all this clumps mm-hmm. stuff in my hair. Thankfully, I didn't have long hair. In the school I was going to, you weren't allowed to have long hair, anyways. Not past the the collar or the ears, you know. Uh, <laughs> so it wasn't too much of a problem, except for when I was getting my hair cut. That was rough. Like it was like the barber had to like change like scissors and, and clippers a little bit. Like okay, I got to change this out because it's messed up. Wow. But uh, but yeah, disentangling as opposed to just cutting things yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, a good point. Yeah. So uh, do you have any I guess thoughts on? That like are, are you familiar are you familiar with either of these I'm concepts? With it. A lot of my friends have talked to me about deconstructing their faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, what I think happens is you you reach a crossroads in your life, mm-hmm. and you it's not deconstructing what you already know. Mm-hmm. It really is trying to figure out what is true mm-hmm. amidst all the things that were proposed true. Right, and once you realize that, like you try to start building from that. To your point, you know, a lot of people don't take the next step because they've seen what it's made of. Mm-hmm. It's made of lies and, and yeah. just things that humans have put their hands into and nothing really about God. Except right. for maybe the foundation where, you know, he wanted it to all start. But when it comes down to that, I, I just don't, I don't know if there's a structuralized way of deconstructing Right, your spiritual life, because there's not a format. There's not so many yeah. areas that you would have to. Right. Yeah, I don't think they're well. Okay, so granted, everyone's going to be a little different. Sure. And what they've seen, I have seen some patterns, uh, though. So one of them is you could say the authority or authenticity of the Bible. Um, with like, okay, well, it was written by man. Technically, it was. You know, Christians generally believe it was inspired by God. And again, this is kind of comes back around to doctrines of man and commandments of God, or just be honest about your conclusions. Uh, so you say, okay, we're looking at our text here of scripture. It's completely perfect. And if you see a comma misplaced somewhere, like a printing error, that might raise a question. But generally speaking, that's not, shouldn't be too much of a problem. But again, the idea is, you know, the scripture is not as authoritative 
as as it is. It's imperfect. It's written by man. Now, the the typical Christian view, the traditional one, is that the original. I mean, it, it's what we have today, especially in our English language or whatever language anyone's reading in. It's faithfully translated, but the original text is what is perfect. So that's not in any way invalidating scripture that you have today or, or reading the King James or the ESV, sorry for King James only, or some of the, the oh. other. Oh, no, sorry. Oh, oopsie. Um, dance, dance, dance. Yeah. Again, you know, don't come at me, you know, confrontationally, <laughs> but uh, tell me why I'm wrong. And I've actually never heard a really good argument for King James only. I've heard ridiculous ideas, which uh, we're getting kind of lengthy on this one, so I don't, I don't we, I'm not going to get dive into this, but... That would be a fun one to dive into, even if we just do a, a short episode. But uh, but the point tune is, in next tune week in. Yeah. when we take on KJV, yeah, NKJV, ESV, NIV, the message, the, and the, the, nah, the, the new <laughs> the new pirate Bible. Yes, it's a real thing. I what? saw an ad today. What? Yes, so there's a uh, I saw an ad for what? a pirate Bible. Uh, I'm going to try to look up a picture and show Aaron. You're, you listeners don't have any benefit there because you can't see it on the video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tune in next week. Yeah. But you know what? Maybe, maybe we'll post on Facebook about that. Um, but oh my gosh. So, um, the but there is a. Bible. Yes. The, um, I'll let me show you here. So here's an example. Is it written by Jack Speck? Yeah, no. So actually, they ran it through AI. And the idea was, I guess they also send out like a King James Bible with it as well. Like the idea is like, it's interesting. It's kind of cool, but like. It's gonna. It's like, what does the Bible actually say in here? So, for example, they have Matthew chapter six, verse three, King James. Uh, but when thou doest alms, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth. Right. Oh, Romeo. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but the pirate Bible. Okay. Can you do? Can, can you do a pirate voice? There was man. Yeah. Read that top one right there. But when ye scuttle booty. Let not your poor hand know what your starboard hand be doing. <laughs> okay. in the tr- Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We're in Kentucky. Where is the hillbilly? Dude, if they're going to have a pirate Bible, bro. It's only a matter of time. I demand a redneck or a hillbilly. Oh, man. I prefer hillbilly, you know. Yeah. Redneck's a little, it's a little trashy for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It you depends. Know? Depends on where. Yeah. So that, that, that would be interesting, you know, run it through chat GBT or something, see what it comes up with. But one of the best, so there's a lot of comments on that one, and we, i got to get back to this other it the, the point. It just said booty, bro, it in did. the verse. It did, yeah. Um, well, I, I don't think I, you're, listen, you're listen. the word, Here's, here's the thing. I, like, I, I kind of want to get it. It's interesting. Here's, <laughs> just no, to read out of it. Just to read out of it. And I'm just, oh. like, I'm sure there would be inappropriate bits. But what does Song of Solomon how say? The Bible how, how, does, how does Song of Solomon read in the pirate version? Yeah. You know, if you know, you, you don't know. Say it. Oh, yeah. God. So, but one of the best comments I read on this uh, says, "Christians, KJV is hard to understand. Pirate Bible, hold my ale." <laughs> oh man, oh, dude, there's just no telling. Oh, man. It's been uh, it's been a blast talking yeah. about these things with you, though. the yeah. Duggars and stuff. Yeah, it is. There's a lot to the Duggars mm-hmm. when it comes down to that. But, 
Oh, right. Let me finish that thought real quick, and then we'll kind of try to wrap up here. So you're talking about deconstruction. Again, everyone's going to be a little different, but one of the, the, the first things I see is would be the authority of Scripture. And it's like, well, there's this and that. And and it comes, so like um, one of the things I might say is, well, Paul says, I don't allow a woman to speak. Well, see, Paul says, I don't allow. Therefore, it's not direct inspiration of the Holy Spirit, thus saith the Lord. So the Bible itself is not completely this way. And if that's the case, then let's see at other things. That's not the only mm. instance, but um, unfortunately, again, from just from my experience, there's you know lots of people who, who go through this process. But so, I, and I don't know everyone, but the the general idea from the just the the observational view is that if there's something in your life that you want that the Bible does not um, allow or condone or bless, you know, sort of, they may not necessarily be a sin, but it's not like you shouldn't be doing this. Whatever it is that that it doesn't take too long. And suddenly, especially when you start saying, okay, well, scripture's not as authoritative. Well, I don't need to take this part of the Bible here. I can, I can start, you start cherry picking. Um, and then you kind of end up with this, I'm spiritual, but not religious, um, in a way of like, you know, God's cool. We're all cool. Nobody's going to hell. Um, you know, all of this sort of stuff. And so I'm not saying every deconstructionist is going to do all this, but the major patterns that I've seen, uh, from people who have gone down that, that's kind of some of the the roadmap. So there's not like we're, we're doing a class on deconstruction, but that's some of the, the stuff to go down. And, and if you find yourself that way or halfway there, again, ask ask some serious questions and try to get answers on both sides mm. of the equation. Right. To balance, not just balance yourself out, but you can, uh, again, it's easy to straw man one side and steel man the other, if you're familiar with some of those uh, um, terms. But, but anyway, so... Yeah, there's uh, lots of things in life that are messed up, that are troubled. But, uh, again, one of the biggest things you can do is, you know, if you are receiving information, ask questions. Ask good questions, thoughtful questions. Yeah. Uh, don't ask, let me own you questions. Like, can God, is God so powerful he can make a rock that even he can't lift? Like, come on. Like, get out of here with that second grade question. <laughs> but, um, but anyways, but like, but ask like serious questions without trying to own the other side or but whatever. But seriously though, bro, yeah. could he sin? Could Jesus have sinned? Ah, yeah, come snap. on. Uh, but, uh, uh, what was I going to say there? Right, questions. And then if you are on the giving end of instruction, teaching, that sort of thing, just be honest. Even if you're like, hey, you, you know, you have friends ask you questions. You don't have to be a pastor, but like, you know, if you have friends ask you questions, you're a Christian, that sort of thing, just be honest about what is conclusions and what is uh, absolute irrefutable biblical truth. And those three little words, I don't, don't know. know. No, with a K and a W. There it is. Cano. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, let me let me end on a, a positive note, right? Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. So listen, things are things are crazy. Things get get bad. The world is all a, a trouble. If you can take a little bit of encouragement, you know things have been pretty bad before. You know, you know, we you had the last the world century. Flood yeah, we did. At world some flood. point, yeah, we had two world wars. You know, we had some people marching on and taking entire kingdoms and, you know, you got Genghis Khan and all the different, you know, but, but that's not, that's not necessarily the encouragement. Although if you find encouragement in that, go for it. But, um, but there is truth out there. There are people, um, who are doing good and doing right. There are churches who are, um, they're biblically sound. They love their people. They're not going to say, well, you're asking too many questions. Uh, right. those churches do exist. Those people do exist. And if yeah. you find yourself in a world or sometimes it feels like you're in a world of, all the things that we talked about today, um, the you know the bad stuff, the the teaching as conclusions, you know the all that sort sort of stuff. 
you know, there is a world out there that, it, that that's not the case. Right. And there are those who put a bad name absolutely on whatever organization or, or whatever that you're associated with. And that there's no different for Christians. Yeah. Um, but uh, there's a um, there's a scripture in Proverbs that kind of comes to mind. It's the glory of God to conceal a matter, but it's the glory of kings to search it out. Mm. So there are obvious things in the world, but there are also some things that are hidden. Not that you can uh, gain this hidden knowledge that no one else has, but the idea of being a seeker, you're searching out truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and sometimes even look for beauty in a world of ugliness, you know, um, and, and, and goodness when everything is wrong, you know, everything's going wrong. Uh, goodness, truth, and beauty, you are seeking that out in God. Right. Um, through even though the world looks the exact opposite, everything around you, everything you know, um, you know, seeking that out—that's the glory of kings. Yeah, that's an honor of kings to do such a thing. Um, and and so yeah, I encourage you with that. And so, um, yeah, you know, be blessed. You know, seek God. Uh, if you're not if you're not familiar with God, if that's not really your thing, um, I would say just at least just take a shot. Ask God to show Himself to you. Sure. You know, show Him even, even goodness, truth, and beauty. You know, start yeah. somewhere. Um, but, um, yeah, so I think that's, that's probably a good, uh, encouraging bit there. So we kind of walked through, uh, this is princess bride. It was the, uh, uh, what was that? The danger, um, uh, the pit of just, dis- not the pit of despair, but the, the, um, oh gosh, what was the jungle, the woods area? I can't remember. Oh man. With the R-O-R-U-S's enough. and the, fi- the fire pits and stuff, you know, in our Island, that's, we basically just went through the fire pits, oh, uh, and some of, okay. some of that stuff, the, the rodents of unusual size, um, uh, to kind of bring it back to charting life. So, anyways, uh, thank you for sticking with us um, and join us next time on uh, who knows what we're going to talk about, although I have a couple of ideas. So, signing off. See ya. Peace and chicken church grease. Chicken church grease. Okay, I'll tell that story now. I, I'll save that story for later. It's uh, got a very relevant Tune story, in. but we're too late now. It's going to be good.